Hey everyone, this is Aaron. I will be taking a vacation, at least from podcasting for a while. I hope you enjoy these rebroadcast episodes from our Hall of Fame archives. Welcome to the E-Success Methods Podcast with Jacob and Aaron, your source for expert advice on Lean, Six Sigma, and performance improvement methods. In this episode number 30, we discuss the burning platform, a compelling story to get early project momentum. Light it, sell it, jump in. We also show an example of how to convert a boring problem statement into a compelling, meaningful story. Here we go. Hey, Jacob, how are you? I'm good, Aaron. How are you? Jacob, I am doing great. Today we're going to do our 30th episode. And we're going to take a small break. Not really going along with the flow so much, but sort of backing up and give some guidance on... How to motivate your team. You're first getting your team together. We talked about how to build a team. And now we want to talk about, okay, now you have a bunch of, say, outsiders who are not necessarily vested in what you're trying to do. It may have nothing to do with their regular jobs. How do you get them motivated? So this episode is called The Burning Platform with the slogan, Light It, Sell It, and Jump. When you say jump, are you jumping away or jumping into it? Jumping in. (laughs) There you go. And I think it's not just the team members like you were mentioning. It's probably even some key stakeholders who you might need to leverage to get their attention or their their backup or back in to make sure that this can progress with their support. So that might be another group of people you're targeting with this uh, burning platform sort of a setup. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't forget your stakeholders. And, you know, sometimes project managers, they forget. They think that all they are is managing the tasks and the schedule of the project, but they also forget that they're the complete advocate for their project. And we talked about this before when we talked about project selection. After your project is selected, it's still sell, sell, sell that the black belt has to make sure that they do. And the burning platform is an effective tactic to get, uh, you know, it, it, it it's a little twist. It creates some anxiety. It's a little bit of sensationalism, but it's all based on fact. And that sort of anxiety with the hope of doing well, if if you're successful, helps you gain that momentum and a little bit of a enthusiasm. So what do people normally have issues with? See, I've always heard the story where, you know, this was a project that I was assigned to. Why do I have to sell this to somebody? You know, it's <laughs> they've been they've been told they need to work on this. Why should I sell it? Right. So yeah, you're you're told, well, I have to do it, so they have to do it, and we have to do it just because we're told, right? Exactly. Well, while that is true, you know, don't forget the DISC model. There are there are plenty of people who don't just respond to authority. That's sort of a high D approach. The high Cs are all going to ask questions. The Ss are going to be concerned about the team approach, and the Is are going to be concerned about how fun it's going to be. So, you know, not everybody is just motivated by because I said so, go do it. And, you know, consider your stakeholders. These people are also your stakeholders, and they can kill your project. It's in your best interest as the project manager. This is your responsibility now. Your best interest as the project manager to make sure you create that momentum to to keep it going. It may be wrong. It may not be fair. um, It may be you believe you have a job and you just do it. What right and fair is very different than effective, and it's in your best interest to maximize the effectiveness and get this ball rolling the best way possible. Another objection that you probably are going to hear a lot is, you know what, I don't need to 
send this burning platform sort of newsletter or initiative introduction letter. I'll just put a meeting together, get everybody in a room and just go with it. Why do I need to do this sort of a exercise or why do I have to scare everybody to get into an attention seeking sort of a mentality? Right. So, you know, so the very, so that's a very dry approach, which you might actually have in a typical project manager, um, high C, maybe a high D, not real touchy feely. And I get it because that's exactly my, prof- that's exactly my profile as a high C, high D. You know, I'll just create this meeting and people will come and people will come, A, because they're supposed to. And then I don't have to worry about whatever is going on through their minds. We'll just talk about it in the meetings and we'll, we'll just plug forward. But that's not the case. You know, some of these people, they're being told, maybe against their will, that they have to be a part of this project. They're being told and they're not sure how and where they're going to fit into this. Um, so it's good to just send out a welcoming letter that says, hey, your role is really important in this. This is what we're trying to do. You know, it starts to get their, their brains thinking about it. It starts to get them wondering. It also gets them you know, feeling a little bit proud to be part of such an important initiative and a little bit of pride that you know, honor that they've been selected to be part of this. So there's nothing wrong with kicking it off with a good letter. And you know, if you include a burning platform uh, on that, it just, it just helps to spice it up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about the building that excitement that, you know, that's kind of what you're expecting to gain out of this is get that excitement going with the team, make them feel like they are going to be contributing here and that they have a role to fit in to make sure that this ends up successful or this ends up contributing towards the organization's goals. So from that aspect, I think, you know, a welcoming letter or some sort of introduction before they even show up for the project will be really helpful. Right, and if we talked about we talked about before in a good project selection, a black belt should be working on what's most important to the business. So it shouldn't be that hard of a sell to to be able to translate in a burning platform or other in a way that would make somebody feel really good about their contribution to the cause. So what what is this burning platform? You know, is it a letter? Is it a story? Is it what does it mean? Well, have you ever heard of the where the the origins of the words "burning platform" before? No, I have. I have not actually. Well, at first, when I first was hearing about it, I thought that the burning platform was like you know how like people stand on a podium or something. I thought the burning platform was like somebody setting it on fire to make sure that they jump off. That's kind of what I was also thinking, you know, in my mind, it's like there's something that's going to break. So you better be ready to jump off of it before it crumbles and crashes down. You know, right. That's kind of what I thought about it. So that's not exactly true. I mean, the the concept is kind of there, except the the fire is already there. The fire, the platform is burning and actually has its roots in oil drilling uh, on the deep sea uh, drilling platforms. I don't know if it's a true story. They say it is in the North Atlantic, it's hard to tell based on the internet research what's true, what's not, but it's a metaphor. So an oil drilling platform, the rig is on fire and you are on the rig and you have two choices. You stay on the platform where you most certainly will die or you contemplate jumping 100 feet into the frosty cold ocean with a 100 foot drop. You know, and the Atlantic Ocean is really treacherous and cold but you still have a chance of survival. So it's stay and die for sure or jump and possibly live. 
And, you know, this burning platform, using as a metaphor, is uh, kind of what you try to develop in order to say, okay, here's the pain. Here's what we're going to experience if we do nothing. So that's the stay and die is the do nothing. I mean, and we'll talk about the semantics and how deep we have to get with the metaphor. You know, stay and stay and die doesn't mean you you go out of business, but it does mean you will have a painful situation if you do nothing. Or jump and experience the chance of having something better than the pain of doing nothing. So it, it really all comes down to, to playing on two, two, two of the heartstrings that sort of govern most people. It's the avoidance of pain and the pursuit of pleasure. So you're pulling on both of these things. If you do nothing, here's the pain you're going to feel. But if you do something, here's the pleasure you're going to feel. So it's tugging on those two main, call them heartstrings, that you know, basic human desire goes after. We actually teach the same thing in preparing for presentations. That's actually part of the presentation planning guide as well. It's, it's almost like gambling, right? You're giving the odds... The odds of you staying around and, and suffering is one, and the odds of you jumping and having a chance of survival is the other thing. So you can pick or choose how you want to gamble against it. You know, that's kind of the concept over here. Except the, the odds are skewed to the point that only the meek should stay on that burning platform and die. <laughs> only the meek will die, I guess. Wow. <laughs> you are just calling the meek people out here. So... All the all the high S's will stay on that platform. Uh huh. <laughs> and try to rescue. And try to rescue. Right. So there are some references um, that I noticed, and and there's that I put into the show notes. There's one reference that just goes through what the burning platform is. There's another reference which is pretty anti-burning platform, but they're pro uh, compelling story. So there's a link to that. So I want I want to create a little bit of a balanced viewpoint on this uh, I believe in the burning platform not everybody does and we'll go through a little bit of, of my experience with having used the burning platform and then there's another person who claims to be the founder of the burning platform story and uh, he says you know you guys are just taking a little out of whack it doesn't literally have to mean the pain is you die or a full disastrous situation it really just means compelling story from my experience, I I have probably not used the burning platform to its literal sense, uh, but I more use the compelling story case and uh, what I try to do more than build a burning platform is I actually go and share the stories with the project teams or the folks I want to be on the project team and maybe some key stakeholders to get their buy-in mm-hmm. to kind of say, these are the reasons why we need to do something like this and this is why I would like your support and why I think we as an organization should go behind this initiative. So are you with me or not? Uh, you know, and I'm more of the, and I think this is probably my eye stepping up here. I'm more of the one who likes an interactive conversation about uh-huh. this rather uh-huh. than a burning platform letter <laughs> or an email. So I, I like to have these conversations face to face, maybe not individually, maybe I bring a group of three or four people together and have that discussion, but that's kind of how I've, gone about it in most of my cases and I if I can bucket it I probably would bucket it under the compelling story on what's the need for us to do this and what will happen if we don't do this right 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 okay so we do have an example of you know burning platform that I have put forward 
Um, Jacob, do you have any, before we get to that, do you have an example of, you know, you mentioned how, what your approach is. Can you give an example on how that has worked for you? Yeah, I mean, you know, in many cases, you know, I look at it more as an exploratory sort of a discussion with some of the leaders of the organization or, you know, if I'm noticing specifically, hey, we just did an audit and we found out that these three particular data points or these three particular metrics are really struggling. Uh, we, If we benchmark against our competition, if we look against industry standards, we are not where we are supposed to be and we cannot market ourselves or we cannot sell ourselves against those. So what do we need to do so do you or as stakeholder or as a key team member, don't you feel that this is critical enough to help or build our strategy around and make sure we are able to market this better? Mm-hmm. Can we work something around that? So that's kind of the discussion, how I go with it. In many cases, most of the people, when you present the story that way, they 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 like, yeah, you know, that makes sense. We have to do something about it. It is critical. Uh, in some cases, you get people kind of giving you the other side, you know. That makes sense, Jacob, but, you know, compared to the other five data points, do you think this three is equally critical? Should we evaluate the criticality level of this before we do dig into that as a project? So it almost gives you that introduction kind of thinking in the opposite direction, why this might not be as bad as I think it is, or maybe it's a different perspective. We should focus our attention not just here. We should focus our attention on these other points, you know, or these three are linked along with these three characteristics or metrics so maybe we should bucket all six of them together you know so you can get different different sorts of feedback and i i've been able to use you know that these discussions to kind of firm up or beef up my case a little bit more to say now i clearly know that this is something we have to do or how do i address it to make sure this particular stakeholders needs or at or concerns are being addressed right you know? right right so i i'm using it more as a as a fielding experiment or, you know, kind of driving out what exactly should the focus or attention of the project be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have the, the I have the outline of the issue defined. Now it's getting into the meat and potatoes to figure out what exactly should the focused attention should be. You are listening to E6S Methods Podcast brought to you by E6S Industries. Join us on our website at www.e6s-methods.com. Journey through success. This episode of the E6S Methods Podcast is brought to you by me. That's right. No one is paying me for these podcasts, not even you. So do me a favor. Go to my website and check it out. If you see something you like and you can use, buy it. If you don't see anything you like, then don't buy it. But do send me a message and let me know what you would buy if it were available. Go ahead and check us out at www.e6s-methods.com. Thanks a lot. Part of the real point here on this is that this is different than just the business case in your charter it, it goes beyond that. It goes beyond that to translate it to in terms that are important for that person you're you're talking to. So, can you explain how you've taken it beyond just what the problem statement and the business case, um, the formal documents are are uh, saying? Yeah, no, it definitely. I mean, you know, the business case again when you're trying to tie it to a particular business case is you know this is our vision or this is what we need to. 
it's a little bit more than that. It's it's being able to tie how these things are linked to other maybe initiatives, maybe other goals, or maybe other things that are actively working within the company right now, mm-hmm. and how not doing this particular, you know, let's say project or let's say defect, not addressing this defect can in the long run not support the other things that are going on. So kind of building that foundation sort of a thing to say, you know, this is another piece of the puzzle that if you don't fix, your other things are not going to line up properly. And those those are the things that are more important to the person you're talking to, I take it. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, right. So I, I think we're kind of talking the same language. Uh, you're doing it on, um, you know, a compelling story. I'm calling it a burning platform, but same same deal, compelling story, and going beyond the project definition and problem statement. Now, in the show notes, I do have a project definition and problem statement that is translated into a burning platform. So I've got the project statement in there and the resulting burning platform that came as a result of uh, translating the problem statement into language that is uh, important to the peop- to the audience, right? But I think the main message aligns with um, a lot with what you were saying, and, and this is sort of the main points that have to come out when you're translating a problem statement into a compelling story or a burning platform. It is you've already seen the evidence of the impact of the current situation, so showing people the details of that evidence. If we continue to not address this, we expect it to get worse, so the pain of inaction. And in order to maintain our current level of comfort, or some level of joy, we need to take action now. And you are important to this cause, and please help us, right? Yep, that's kind of what we're trying to get them to. And, you know, you are important enough as a part of this process or as a contributor or as an external party that we value your contribution, and your effort can be really helpful in solving this issue. Mm -hmm. You know, that's kind of... that. That also needs to be stressed because the person needs, you know... Let's be honest. A lot of a lot of project team success is based on how how much the individuals want to contribute there. And if you make that person or the member feel important enough, chances are their contribution level is going to be higher. Right. I mean, so some, some people are motivated by some different things. There's there's ego. Like we can't forget that that came, seems yeah. to show up in almost every cast is how ego plays. So playing to a person's ego, making them, you know, inflating their ego and showing them that they're important is one way of motivating them. Another way is, so there's ego in in, in showing that they're important, so having them be associated with success. Then there's also ego of avoiding them being associated with failure. So saving yeah. face is also an ego motivation. And those are probably some of the most powerful um, part of you know if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs hierarchy of yeah needs. ego yeah. is uh, pretty powerful but there's also the pain and pleasure of some of your more basic needs like employment you know the ability to take care of your family or just maintain your quality of life so those right. are all those can also be compelling reasons that you can use either in your story or your burning platform as well yep absolutely but what I think sets the burning platform and the compelling story aside or apart from just the 
project statement and the problem statement is that you have to just you have to think beyond so the problem statement is, is a sentence it's a snippet for your executives who don't have time to think about anything any more details yeah they don't want to spend the detail it's like a it's like a you know a two or three sentence summary of what is the problem you're trying to solve right for you know it's it's just that that's all it is it doesn't cover the details it doesn't cover you know you might have a business case sort of a concept this is what the revenue might be saved or this is what we're losing or you might have three or four words mentioning that but that really does not cover that not paint the entire picture of what's going on right and you're using this compelling story or burning platform to kind of deliver that message to the different people to get you that support and buy in. So obviously the burning platform is so part part of it is based off of facts and details that you already know and another part of it is based off of logical conclusions and extrapolations on that. So you have to think beyond the surface problem, extrapolate that onto what could happen if you do nothing versus if you do something and are successful. So you have to do a little bit of homework so that you can really paint that picture with details and spell it out enough for people to really uh, relate to what the story that you're telling. And then they also have to know how they can help and, uh, you know, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. That's the quote I put into the show notes because you have to assure them of their importance to this mission and ask for their commitment going forward. For those who are reading the show notes, Aaron has a great example over there on a letter or a burning platform invitation he'd sent out to the team. Was it to the team, Aaron, you sent this out, or was it to some stakeholders? It was to the team and uh, a couple stakeholders, yes. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, this is definitely, in my opinion, and I think in the show notes also you have the saying, it's a little dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it, it, and I think you got some, negative and positive attention as a result of sending this out <laughs> you know but i think in the in the end of the day i you know you did get the commitment to work on this and i i, I feel at least people participated with a lot of interest to kind of figure out a solution to how do we fix this thing and maybe you can shine some color on that yeah you were part of that part of that uh project as well and so yeah um so the letter on the whole you know it served its purpose not without its pain. You know, I ran through the details. So one of the main stakeholders was the operations manager. And I ran through this letter and the details of this letter. You know, say, hey, what do you think this sounds like? Are these details working out right? He gave me a bunch of math and extrapolations on what resourcing was going to be. So that's the basis upon which most of these numbers are put in there. And uh, he looked at it and said, I think it looks great. I send this out to the team uh, and my boss. And um, the, the team was fired up, and actually it was resounding success. You know, we got them really moving in the right direction pretty fast. However, you know, not without my own bumps and bruises, my boss thought it was inappropriate for me to make such comments about the business um, and to basically two different schools of thought. My school of thought is to focus on what needs to be fixed that's sort of a symptom of my high D, high C I see the world as not favorable and I believe I have the power to fix it in my image right? Um, so you see the glass as half empty, you don't see it as half full 
I see it as half empty, and I have a pitcher of water to fill it. Right there, you go. So um, he uh, he is a high I, high D, which is a classic sales, and he sees the the glass as um, <laughs> I don't know if the glass is if the glass is half empty, you only need half a glass, sort of thing. Um, that's all that's necessary <laughs> that's, to survive. That's all you really you don't need, need is, more than that. That's right. You'll you'll. It's not just it's not just half full of water. It's half full of air too. So you have a full glass. Just enjoy both the water and the air, and he'll sell you the water and he'll sell you the air. So um, basically, his he was an executive vice president, and uh, his angle was to always accentuate the positive. So this did not jive with the message that he wanted to deliver. So. Um, so, in knowing this, my recommendation is to only keep this within your team. Only keep this within the direct people you really are trying to motivate. If you choose the burning platform, you got to know your norms. I've I've made it a habit of those successful, you know, pretty much none of the successes I had in my career have have I gotten them, you know, at full Support. I've gotten my bumps and bruises every step of the way, and this was just another bump and bruise. So a- as I reread this, you know, at the time that I had done done this, uh, I did not think it was that sensational. So as I reread this, and I, I left it as is, I just took out some identifying notes. As I reread this, I was like, yeah, that was that part of it in particular was a little bit over the top. So I'm as I've matured and starting to understand politics a lot better uh politics yeah no well a, a little bit better i should just say i shouldn't say a lot better i'll say a little bit better um, bumps and bruises are, are also a good motivating factor for you to get, get yourself in gear to learn fast no i'm not a fast learner i'm a steady learner i'll just say that got it there are some things that i probably would reword in this now as i've matured um, but the idea of creating a compelling story or burning platform, look at this not as a something you want to copy, but as an example of how you can translate from a problem statement that relates to almost nobody to painting the detailed picture that relates exactly to the people you are targeting to gain their enthusiasm and support. Awesome. You got anything else, Jacob? No, I think that caps it up pretty much. All right, so just to recap, light it, sell it, and jump in. The burning platform is is the idea of creating this compelling story to make sure you get early momentum on your project team. Your project teams are pretty much the they're the workers for your whole project. You may be managing the project, but you really need them to support it and be there and make it and own it. You really need them to own it as well. And the burning platform or compelling story is a way to kick it off um, strong and really you know we talked about the phases of team formation forming storming norming performing this is the storming part this is where everybody's excited keep that in enthusiasm going because it's going to die out and you actually have to take it takes a lot of energy to keep that going this burning platform is a way of making it start higher than it normally would without it and in order to do that you need to translate this problem statement that nobody cares about into something that they do care about and by that you need to get the details and you need to sell it and you need to tug on the hard strings of pain and pleasure and to reduce and avoid pain and seek out pleasure and those are the main human characteristics that are drive that are driving this 
idea for creating a compelling story. All right, Jacob, thank you very much. All right, Aaron, talk to you later. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to episode 30 of the E-Success Methods podcast. Stay tuned for episode number 31, Team Meeting Delegation. Can't be in the meeting? Keep the momentum going by training a backup. When you can't, ensure someone can. Subscribe to past and future episodes on iTunes or stream us live on demand with Stitcher Radio. Follow us on Twitter at eSuccessIndustries. Find us on LinkedIn to join a discussion. Outlines and graphics for all shows are posted on our website, www.esuccess-methods.com. Journey through success.